It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour. Your hosts for today are Dr. Mike, a best-selling author on radical Islam and terrorists, Bin Laden, a fellow spook and a phenomenal orator. Along with him is Colonel Mike, another fellow but hired spook, but more mysterious and subtle guy who's, who hits you like a sidewander missile with his wit and encyclopedia-like knowledge. Like Colonel Mike, myself, don't, don't disappoint us today. I'm going to move you down to Webster's Dictionary next from the encyclopedia. And for myself, also a former spook and analyst just like Dr. Mike, who's been in the IC board for over 40 years. So today, Dr. Mike, Colonel Mike, and I will discuss a number of recent developments with a focus on the intent, the plan, and the desired outcomes of the progressive left as we discuss the politics and policies of progressives. How and why are America's, Americans being pushed to a set of narratives that include numerous indictments of Trump, the need to so-called fix the military with woke policies, the purposeful destruction of our legal justice system, the continued identification of new fraud and illegal ballots out of the 2020 election, the declining trust in our government and military. So what's the purpose of these narratives? What's the purpose of these policies and politics of the progressives, including Joe finally recognizing he has a seventh grandchild and his nonchalant attitude as we see the compromised president take a two-week vacation in Rehoboth Beach. So with that, gentlemen, let's address the elephant in the room, the indictments. But why now? What's the intent? What's the plan? So let's not try to mention the T word, not, not treason. That's okay. What I'm talking about is the orange man. I want to focus the narrative on, on why the indictments, why the corruption in the Department of Justice and such. Let's turn this over to Dr. Mike first. I tend to think that the, the remarkable thing we we're seeing is that Trump is actually an honest man. Uh, he's in any honest man who is durably honest is the deathly enemy of the Democratic and the Republican Party and uh, uh, the New World Order and the EU and the rest of it, because they're all charlatans, they're all criminals. And I think with the, the issue with Trump is if we don't stop him, like Hillary said at one point, we're all going to get hung. And I think that's that's uh, that's the story. That's a remarkable thing in this day and age to find a man who's not uh, who's so rich and yet not apparently crooked. You would think if there was really anything that people could understand in the way of a charge, it would have been found long ago. None of these charges make any sense. We have the recorded phone call of, in Georgia, and that doesn't sound like anything even close to uh, uh, trying to influence them to do something that wasn't legal. He was asking for something that was legal. So I think at the base of it is uh, the, the old adage about what one honest man can do if he, if he really puts himself to it. Yeah, very, so very interesting. So, so uh, Colonel Mike, you know, right before we came on broadcast here today, uh, we were talking about uh, this indictment and such. Why don't you, why don't you take the next, next section here and let's give, give us some insights to what you're learning. 
Well, you know, before we get to the indictment real quick, I just want to mention, you know, all of this stuff is timed. And we always talk about message, right? And especially us guys on the National Security Hour. Nobody beats the the Democrats and the progressives on message and timing. It just happens to be when Devin Archer comes out and releases the information that this thing was timed to have all of this come out, you know, with the indictment and what's going on with Trump. But what's what's most important is now, you know, they're looking and pushing, saying that some of the charges could include the death penalty for this president. Now, Mike just mentioned about the most honest man, Trump. You know, they ripped apart his taxes, his tax uh, information. But you never hear anything about Biden's and Clinton tax. Remember the global initiative. Oh, gee, we forgot to do that. We'll just go back to the accountant and we'll fix it. You know, all of this millions and millions of dollars that went through the Biden crime family. You know, nobody's, you know, ripping those taxes apart. There's there's nobody asking for the at the IRS for some kind of a uh, a tax, uh, let's say, uh audit you know so everybody on the progressive left is in the tank now jack smith's supposed to be some kind of wizard you know you, you hear it every day it just i just was listening to bbc before we got on you know they got bbc in the tank with pbs and npr and the, and it's just amazing how jack smith this guy i'm amazed that jack smith you know wasn't part of star wars the way they're speaking about this guy you know it's like <laughs> you know it's just he's what he's going to do. But yet again, Ed, when we look back, retrospect, everything they threw at Trump, everything they came at him with over the years since he was elected, they failed. Everything failed. No, they have. So this is the so both of you guys make great points. One is on the hanging issue. You know, so what we're seeing with the Bidens right now and what we've talked about now for a couple of years is how they're basically compromised and been committing treason along with other people in their administration. And so nothing focuses the mind like a public hanging. And I think that we have a few coming up here, hopefully, if we get the right person in office. But to your point, Colonel Mike, the timing here is, is critical. I mean, everything about the politics of the Democrats and the radical progressives, okay, always comes over to timing. You know, so, so Dr. Mike and I, being analysts and stuff like that, and yourself, we take a look at this. Uh, Dr. Mike, what are your thoughts on in terms of the timing and how how long ago have they planned this out ahead of time, knowing that this other stuff's probably going to pop out of the oven with the Hunter Biden laptop? Over to you, Dr. Mike. Well, surely they've been they've been planning it, I think, since he first was, what do they say, walked down the stairs at his hotel. I, I, I think they they were afraid because they knew him in the sense that they all went there on bended knee to to get money. And they apparently, you know, I can't imagine they didn't try to find out how to get money in a more in a more uh, direct and uh, ample way. They must have done research on him before they went to talk to him. And so I would say that this is just the, their their nightmare come true in the sense that they have, uh, um, you know, they have the worst possible enemy and with the greatest possible support in the country, apparently. But I, I think that uh, they're just a good, as, as the colonel said, uh, they're very excellent at timing and uh, everything in it. But it's become predictable. We don't seem to have a way to blunt it because it goes through the courts rather than in any other other way. They've tried defamation in the media. They've tried uh, lying about him in the media. They've tried all kinds of uh, uh, 
women who got raped in uh, by him in some toilet or some try-on try place. They even, they even changed, story. Mike, Mike, they even changed laws to have a lady come yeah. back after statute of limitations on and a phony yeah. rape deal. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 Well, the same thing in New York with the with that with that uh, black uh, uh, city uh, attorney, at, uh, attorney general of New York, or it's, no, the city attorney in New York. Uh, th- that also th- those charges were also passed the the um, uh, date of uh, statutory viability, and they just changed the law in New York. It's it's it, it, it's astounding how corrupt this system is and how it's been on display. If Trump's goal was in part to show the American people how corruptly they were governed, you have to think that that uh, they've had a, a Oscar performance of of that kind of uh, uh, behavior in this country by all all parts of both parties. Yes, yeah, so it's what's really interesting here is not only in the timing, but when you take a look at how they planned out for the 2016 dossier and coup, both internally and then. Once once Hillary wasn't elected, okay, to try to take him out before the election, then they had, okay, the backup plan, right? But what's interesting here with that and then 2020 elections and the ballot harvesting and everything else, everything they plan, they know they have an inside number of bureaucrats who are going to slow roll the things, to your point, Dr. Mike, with the lawyers and such. So that by the time the facts come out, even though we know the facts are there and it smells like horse crap, okay, by the facts, the time the facts actually come out, it's years later. It's years later. And they then think that Americans will just forget about everything. And they go scot-free again, like Hillary, you know, the Blackberries, the highly classified SAP information on her, on her unclassified laptop and network and, and the smashing of the Blackberries. So all this is really interesting. Then you get people like Andrew McCabe, okay, the fraud, the perjurer coming on and pontificating about these indictments like from Trump and and uh, that that Jack Smith saying, despite having lost, the defendant was determined to remain in power. I mean, these comments coming from this schmuck sound more like a novel and opinion than an indictment. Let let me cut in here a second. You know, it, it wasn't a problem when Al Gore was running against Bush, when John Kerry, when when even Hillary Clinton said that. Uh, you know, when Trump won, that they stole the election. Everything they're saying Trump did, they said. They said the election was stolen. They said he used the computers. They said he used cybersecurity. Everything they're charging him with is what they said. So is she going to go to jail for talking about the stolen election? No. Well, that may change. I Hopefully it will change. <laughs> so, so what's interesting here, because so let's say Trump gets in office here. OK, one of the issues that and I wanted I didn't want to mention the T word, but that I, I actually did. Uh, but just say that the, the Mr. T gets back in office. The problem I have with conservatives is they are crappy at planning. OK, if they don't have their game plan already in, in hand, how they're going to overhaul NAS security, how they're going to go ahead and prosecute these folks for treason and other things. OK, it game's already over. OK, four years goes by in a flash and, it, and they can be then instantly knocked out of the ballpark again, because as we've seen in 2020, as Antifa and BLM, they did a practice run for total anarchy in the United States should Trump have won. But with the fraudulent election, they could stand out. 
but people forget about that. So, so as we look at this here, you know, what do you think's next here with these indictments? And because they've piled up now like a pile of manure, and everybody sees this. So, what's the strategy behind these indictments? Well, they're figuring you throw enough against the wall, something sticks. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think they've found, uh, I think to their own amazement, no matter how clever they are in timing and uh, uh, scenarios and things like that, to their own amazement, they must be uh, uh, really weary of all of these efforts and all of the expense to try to get him. And he's more popular than ever. And their death or their incarceration is ever closer because of that. Uh, it struck me as odd that they didn't wait till Labor Day to indict him. But I guess maybe that Devin Archer moved up the timing for them because you're going to lose a month here because everybody's gone. They're in, in, in vacations or at the beach or whatever they are. So I was a little surprised that they chose this particular day, but uh, it might have just been a case of necessity because of Archer. I, I, I don't know what what to really think. I think that if Trump learned anything during his first tour uh, in the White House, I would think that he has a staff of planners who have nothing to do with the uh, uh, current federal bureaucracy, but have served there in the past, who he has vetted and trusted, and also a lot of planning on money and uh, what needs to be done with the debt and what needs to be done with the economy is not the purview of federal bureaucrats in the sense that they're not the experts uh, about anything, mostly. And uh, they're not willing to bend uh, bend uh, rules and th- they're not willing to bend to um, uh, the, the boss's power. Whereas Trump has people in his organization and associated organizations that are people who make their money by telling the truth about what these very expensive projects that he builds is is correct. So I, I think I agree with you that the Republicans are lousy. And if you go back on that route, you're going to go right to hell. But I, I, I think that he's smart enough to have learned some lessons from the first try. And he's now employing people for planning, especially for economic planning, probably Doug McGregor on some defense issues. Uh, that kind of experience and, and, and talent um, I, I think is available to him. And he's a fool if he's not using it. And I think he's anything but a fool. He might be a little also, arrogant and a little bombastic. Mike, also, I want to give a shout out to Eddie, who's done a tremendous job for the last few months, five months, on cognitive uh, warfare and dissidents. Because, Ed, yep. this is another one of these, okay, as long as we get Trump out front, we're not going to remember Ukraine. We're not going to remember the Biden's corruption. We're not going to remember the Chinese deals with the Bidens, you know. It's it's all about the cognitive warfare, which you've been talking about for almost five months on the show now. No, thanks, Colonel Mike. And 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 to that to that specific point, you know, the, the Democrats, as Dr. Mike pointed out, they're very adept at driving the narrative, right? The timing, the narrative. So the problem I'm seeing right here now is we're moving into the election here. Here's what the hell is our plan? What are our policies to then counter this? So here's an example, and I've brought this up a number of times on the NASA Security Hour and other places, is why aren't the Republicans driving the narrative on this? Okay, they're starting to, but they keep on then getting detracted by Mr. T and what's happening with Mr. T. I think they need to raise the level of the narrative up, okay? Because, for example, <clears throat> it came out recently again 
that Biden's daughter's diary, she admitted it was hers. Okay. And in her diary, she talks about the inappropriate showers with her dad and being over-sexualized. She actually says in her diary that, that she took showers late at night to avoid dad who used to come into the showers with her. So where the hell's the mainstream media on this? I mean, this is a, this is a gut-wrenching child molestation potential aspects here that's being covered up like Epstein and Weinstein. But well, I'll give you, I'll give you an answer to that. Have we got it's 30 just, seconds here before we hit? Okay, real quick. They're, they're in the same place as the, as the priests, the pastors of the churches when it comes to drag shows. They're nowhere to be found. They're in the witness protection program. That's the problem. The pulpits are to blame. The churches are to blame. The pastors are to blame. No one's calling it out. No one is calling it out. Now, remember, they're always ready to talk about the priests who were pedophiles in the church. Okay, we go to break soon, right, Ed? Yes, yes. So before we go to break, just remember, for Dr. Mike, Colonel Mike, myself, and others on the NASA Security Hour, all of our shows go to podcasts typically a day after broadcast is heard on talk radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcasts, and many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate our shows on Apple Podcasts for us. We'll be right back. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Out loud. Welcome back to NASA Security Hour. I'm on with Dr. Mike and Colonel Mike. You know, right before the break, we were talking about Mr. T indictments and how the Democrats in their politics and policy are planning not only well ahead, but driving the narrative here. And besides the narrative, then you also get the lemmings and liars in Congress like, in my opinion, Representative Dan Goldman. Okay, he rushed to the cameras. He rushed to the cameras after the Devin Archer hearings, which are key for Americans to understand. Okay, it's being blanketed, it's being blocked on mainstream media, of course. No one watches them anyhow, but it's being blocked from Archer's testimony and the fact that President Biden's son made 20 phone calls, 20 freaking phone calls and different business meetings with Chinese, with Russians and others to his daddy while he's in the middle of these business meetings. And Representative Goldman rushed to the cameras and staked out during the interview. It's basically saying that all this stuff here uh, was was, in fact, nothing much at all, because basically all they did was discuss the weather. So I'm going to go back to the two two mics here, but I'm going to ask him this. Okay, how many of you listeners out there? 
call your dad in the middle of a business meeting during the week to say, hi, dad, I'm here with people in my business meeting. How's the freaking weather? Okay. Does, does Hunter call also calls dad every time he takes a dump? Okay. As this crap smells just as bad. So Colonel Mike, what are your thoughts on this? Well, you know, you know, you know it's, I, just a big, it's, it's a lie. It's a lie and a cover up. He didn't talk about the weather. He's talking about the numbers because remember the big guy's got to get a cut off the top. And we've heard about the big guy forever. Right. So, I mean, we know it's total, it's a total fraud, but again, they put it out there and they let people say, well, yeah, maybe he is worried about it. You know, he must be in a cold area and he wants to make sure his dad is warm and he's got a blanket on, you know, cause he's getting older now. It's a, it's a total bunch of hogwash. Go ahead, Mike. Well, I was just going to say that I don't think it's a, it's a secret to anybody that uh, uh, Hunter Biden is an abysmal human being. Um, you know, there is no vice which he apparently is not either uh, undertaken or supported. And, and I think when you're dealing with a man like that, he has no ability of his own to say, we're not going to do this and walk away from the thing. They'll just say, you know, well, if, if you're all there is to this operation, then, then walk. But I think he was constantly in need of some voice that was recognizable as authoritative in the United States government. I don't think that's a surprise. It's not like his son is uh, either one of his sons was a, was a golden boy, except in the, in Biden's eyes. I, I think that there is no way to power this kind of international grifting uh, without support from in the vice presidency or in, in the presidency. It's a madness to think that Hunter could have done all of this on, on his own. He's not, he's not the big guy. He's a, he's a gopher, really. You go and do this there, and if you need me, call me, and I'll back you up. I, I, I think that's one of the possible explanations. Yeah, well, you gave- two guys should know, both Eddie and, and, and Mike, that naturally this was a golden boy to the Chinese. The fact that they had oh, a direct sure. link. The direct link to to the vice president, former senator for 150 years and vice president under Obama and that they had this guy right there. You couldn't have got better. Look, if we were working it and and we had an asset anywhere in the globe and our asset was the son or relative to a, a head of state, wouldn't that be a golden boy? Come on, let's face it. Well, yeah. So to that, Mike, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Dr. Mike. No, I was just going to say I said I was just going to say the colonel's exactly right, which is the reason he has to keep when they find him in, a, in dope dens or with children or or with prostitutes constantly and being drunk or coked up. It seems to me that if the if the guy that's going to pay the grift is uh, uh, smart, he's going to want to be reassured that that this clown hunter really is. Uh, able to speak for the president or the vice president of the United States. That's all I really meant. No, no. So to, to your to your last point there, on the on the crack and the prostitutes. Now we all know we've seen pictures from the laptop, as you said, the little children, multiple little children, while the guy's naked, which is just disgusting. But he also has taken pictures of himself with Chinese prostitutes in China smoking crack. Both. Capital offenses in China, meaning you get hung or killed for that. Okay. 
And so you got to imagine that you have all this video content that's now on the laptop that's been with the FBI now for five freaking years, five years. You then have the Ukraine aspect where Biden goes on TV and he's on video talking about how he's then holding a billion dollars out until they fire this guy. And he goes over there just a few days after his son has this conversation with the Burisma guys. So What I want to get to here, Dr. Mike and Colonel Mike, and get your opinion on it. So Trump's was outmaneuvered in 2016 by the deep state bureaucracy. They played him like a fool. And in 2020, they used the same thing to set up here, stuff like that. The question here is, and this is my opinion, if they they didn't fix the national security apparatus in 2016, and I told a number of folks on the national security council at the time that they damned well better overhaul the IC and turn it upside down, because if they don't, the CIA and other folks are going to continue to weaponize and we may not get another Republican president ever. Okay, they didn't do that. They didn't even start till the very end when Radcliffe took out a number of folks at the ODNI. But as the CIA is very adept at this, Dr. Mike knows, and you know, Colonel Mike, in my opinion, they're the linchpin in terms of the planning for these things. They've been most success, successful in pulling covert ops against our own country than any other country in the world. And now they have everybody focused on just the FBI and Department of Justice. But you've seen recently they just elevated Schmuckatelli, the director of CIA, back to a cabinet position. OK, this yeah. is all about CIA again, once protecting the bureaucracy. So I want to get you guys' opinions on what the hell we need to do to take out the CIA and turn it upside down. You got the church commission, you got the other stuff with Brian Spine on Senate, Senate senators and staff. And you have uh, last election here, with a clapper and Comey and Brennan all lying and using that security apparatus to upend a president. What are your thoughts here? Let's start uh, Colonel Mike. Well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to turn it over to Mike fast, but the bottom line was, Ed, I, you know, during the Trump administration, Mike and I hammered it many times on our show. He surrounded himself with some seriously bad people. Uh, what you can't you can't go in to an administration with the campaign, all the people that won the campaign with you. Some of them have to, you know, you got to fish and cut bait, put them in a job somewhere. I mean, there were people that got into the Commerce Department that were part of the campaign. Some of them I knew that were given a desk in a corner and said, you know, collect your check and go home. You know, because the bottom line is it's not just top tier, as you know, the people that are underneath, they're going to be there for 20, 30 years, you know, and and he didn't he didn't make his moves. He was comfortable thinking he was going to have a second time around. He didn't attack when he had the chance to attack. Yeah, we, we lost you for a second there, Colonel Mike. You back with us? I'm here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Dr. Mike. Yeah, I, I, I think on, on this issue, uh, it's I, I, t- I can tell you and, you know, for the, for the same thing, the agency is at the level of logistics and planning, a marvelous instrument of American foreign policy. Uh, too often, whatever successes we had. We're, we're, we're due to hard work by a lot of people, but logistics especially. They can plan. They can get people at the right place in the right time, and they can do it in a hurry, almost off the cuff. Yes. The problem with the agency 
in my experience over my career, that they're never willing to take a chance uh, of, of losing their reputation or earning the condemnation of the media in order to save Americans. The, the idea of taking a chance and, and looking like fools or just simply looking like you failed is repugnant to them in the extreme. That's why 9-11 happened. And as far as how far down you have to go into the, into the bureaucracy in all of these agencies, I would say that the, the, almost anybody who worked for Clinton, Bush, and especially Obama has to be very thoroughly revetted. In oh, fact, yeah. some of them really, they, 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 they can't stay. You know, they've sold these agencies, and especially the CIA under Brennan, with all of these sexually depraved people. And you can say all you want that they're just normal human beings, but nobody considers them that, and uh, virtually nobody. And no foreign, eight foreign uh, um, uh, intelligence service is going to miss the chance to identify one or two or eight or 20 of these people and work them. Yes. And once they, once they recruit them, they've got an anvil over their head. So this, this is a very <clears throat> half-assed thing. Uh, in terms of intelligence operations, it's a dangerous thing. We used to be very careful about hiring Arabs and Chinese people and Russians, of course, not necessarily because they all would be spies, but they all had families back home that the, that the governments could put a squeeze on. Yeah. And we've, we've thrown all of that caution, you know, necessary caution to the wind. And now it's like a polyglot mess that you, you don't know who you can trust. You don't know who is reporting to who. So I think in the intelligence community, it, it not only has to be turned upside down, as you said, but it's got to be shaken very hard and, and very thoughtfully and unfortunately very quickly. No, so if so, we could do it, Mike, if we could do it, Ed, was I was I on mute? You couldn't hear me before. No, so we could hear most yes. of what you said. Then you went mute for just a second, Colonel. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But it, bottom line, it's a honeypot trick. You know that, Ed, Ed, and Mike. We all know what's going on. You know, every one of these guys are compromised, can be compromised. Okay, and I mean, if if you're a foreign intelligence agency, this is this is like a dream to see what you what what's going on in America. In, in our, our military, in our secretary, in our defense department, in our uh, intel agencies. I mean, these guys got to be calling each other on the phone and saying, boy, you couldn't dream this stuff. I mean, what a whirlwind. <laughs> you don't have to put the babe in there anymore. Just put anybody in there. No, no so you absolutely. So I'm going to give you guys a quick story here. So when I was back in the agency, I was back in the agency a couple of times, once with the Air Force and then back as a, as a cadre. <clears throat> They stood up the ODNI. The lawyers came down from the seventh floor and told us when I was leading strategic planning the agency, ignore the law, ignore the law. Okay. And my thought at the time, and I commented to some of the seniors was, well, you know, this is the perfect opportunity for the agency to help the government and help lead the DNI get it where it should be. They ignored that for a number of years. <clears throat> but after Denny Blair got fired because he got played by the agency and some folks there who pushed him to go against Leon Panetta. But when he got removed and they put Clapper in, they brought in Stephanie O'Sullivan. This was very interesting. She actually embraced the whole aspect of then taking over the DNI and running it, not just that, but the intelligence community. And how she did it was 
she went out, she had every one of the 16 agencies identify two or three top spots, including deputy spots, that they would have for perpetual rotations, okay, Agen- other agency rotations. She said, this is just a practice run. Don't, don't worry about it. This is just a practice run to see what slots you'd put in there and such. Two weeks after she got the data back, she put out a directive saying this is now in stone and these positions are now community positions, okay, and that they'll be filled in a community process. And what did she do next? <clears throat> she took and she put CIA folks in every freaking deputy spot throughout the community and the takeover of the community was complete. And then to Dr. Mike's point, they not only have been building and perpetuating, and you, you as well, Colonel Mike, putting their layers of the bureaucracy in for, for the last 10 years. It's been the last 30 years. And so that's why, from my opinion, they got to completely chuck the, the whole system, revamp it, because although the majority of the people in the intelligence community are true patriots, the upper tier has become so corrupt and politicized that we've seen with Brennan, Clapper, Comey, and these other folks. But thoughts on that, gentlemen? Colonel Mike? Mike, Mike you want to go first? But I think the State Department is the next statement. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I would. I, I was always very careful in the in say in the first uh, five or six or eight years after I left the agency to to emphasize the the uh, uselessness, the per- perfidy of of the uh, uh, seventh floor. But you know, the what what the media did during all of this stuff with Trump in emphasizing that it was only at the seventh floor and only a few people would have to be relieved. Ed, you know, and Colonel, the Colonel knows that nobody on the seventh floor does anything. Yes. If they're going to break the law, uh, they, they have to initiate a program where many other people will be involved and, and will be willing to, to, uh, to uh, break the law for them. And so when we, when people continue to say, and I continue to hope, but I don't, I don't, uh, I no, I no, no, I no longer believe it as, uh, an, as a matter of faith. When when people say that the majority of this or the majority of that agency and uh, the other one uh, are loyal Americans, I, I think we have to say, wait a minute, what kind of people have they been sowing into these agencies for, as you say, for perhaps as much as thirty years, and I, I, I'm 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 quite sure that the depth of this problem can't be uh, even uh, assessed until somebody gets there in there uh, tough enough to resist uh, those people that will lie to them and identify them. I I think the problem within the bureaucracy is much bigger than anybody in the media or even ourselves have, have uh, considered. I think it's extremely fair point there. Go ahead. ahead, Uh, The other thing is security clearances can't stay forever. These eternal security clearances where they can go to work at CNN and other left wing organizations and then patch themselves into some kind of defense contract. You know, at some point you have to just kill it. You have to say is enough. Enough is enough. You know, you got you got what you need. Go make a living doing something. You know, you had a, it was a good thing. You, you mentioned before about Panetta. I always question how did Panetta fit into becoming a director to CIA? Maybe you could help us out on that, Ed. Well, so so interesting. We got a minute before break here. So it was interesting. Panetta came in and remember, he spent more than half his time flying back and forth to Santa Barbara for the weekends. Right. He was a figurehead. And Mike Hayden, 
you know, Mike Hayden got in because they pulled a coup on Porter Goss and got Bush to chuck Porter Goss because Mike Hayden, who was the principal deputy director of national intelligence at the time, who got his four star for that, the Brown Star Chaser. Okay. He always wanted to be CIA director. So another time I'll go into how they pulled that coup off, pushed Porter Goss out, brought Hayden in. Okay. Mikey Hayden, I call him the fourth stooge. The other three are Brennan, Clapper, and Comey. But he then came in and did the same thing. He played the game at the top. But we got to go to break here for a second. Before we go to break, gentlemen, you can find out more about our shows and all the latest podcasts if you go to the AmericaOutloud.news. That's AmericaOutloud.news. We'll be right back. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back to the Mass Security Hour. This is Ed Hugland, one of your three co-hosts today with Colonel Mike and Dr. Mike. And I'm honored to be on with these two gents. They're, they're freaking tremendous folks to have discussions with. And I think we're having a great discussion today. So we're going to move the subject line a little bit to a different area, which goes back to 2020. So there's a report out and some breaking news that a forensic study was done into the 2020 Detroit, Michigan election that found up to 34,000 illegal ballots and additional warnings from Detroit clerks that thousands, thousands of absentee paper was different than their normal ballots. So you notice the Democrats' tactics in 2016, 2020, and 2022 are to cause trouble, conduct coups, coups, and all this planned well ahead of time. Knowing, again, as we discussed up front, by the time people figure this out and stuff, game's over. Everything's done. So, Dr. Mike and Colonel Mike, what are your thoughts on these continued finding these forensics? It's like drip, drip, drip. 
And what can we do here for 2024? Mike, you want to go first? I'll give it a go, Colonel, if you want. I, I, I don't, I first have to say, I don't know. And I think it's uh, with the time that's left before 2024, the only thing that can be done really is to push as hard as you can for ID at the, at the voting booth to uh, know uh, 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 what they call it, early ballots, except for maybe seniors. But I, I would think that it's only people who have to go somewhere on a job and be out of town and then demand a note from their employer that they are indeed doing that. Otherwise, everybody votes on the same day. Uh, I, other than that, I'm not exactly sure. I'm, you know, if there was any intelligence uh, uh, organization activity from outside the United States, NSA has that. So I think that's another forensic effort that ought to be made. But right now, it, it, it is, it's very hard. Look at Carrie Lake. She's have, she, everything is on her side, and yet the thing still drags on and on and on right up to the next election, probably. So I think that uh, uh, it's almost a lost cause. And I think the, the accumulation of facts, of, of traitor, traitors, of corrupt people, of, of uh, baby traffickers, of, of uh, people assisting not only the cartels, but also uh, now we have 200 to 400,000 military-aged Chinese in this country. Uh, coming through Panama and other places, that, that it, 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 it's it's there's such an assortment of programs. And the problem really is also that no Republican has the guts to stand up in the Congress and say, you know, we've got to do something about this. This is this is election fraud, and if if they don't like it, keep talking about it. And we've got to do something to help these people who keep getting arrested, like those 16 Republicans in in uh, in Michigan last week or two weeks ago, where they got elected for doing something that's perfectly legitimate. And we still have hundreds in jail from the from the January 6th business that no one seems to think about or care about. There's nobody in the Congress that gets up every day on the Republican side and said, let these people out. There's nothing there in terms of charges. So. Uh, I, I'm not sure that that if we have a 2024 election, uh, that it just turns out as the 2021 did. And I think that instead of waiting for them to fire the first pist or the first gun, which I think they've already done, I think that will turn this country into a, 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 a mayhem. Uh, sadly, that's not very helpful, I know, but I. I'm kind of at uh, uh, sixes and sevens about how to proceed with most of the four-year term already gone. Oh, definitely. Colonel Mike. Well, you know, Ed, I'm going to look at it like that we should have looked at it in 2020. What they did is they lined up Mark Elias. Mark Elias was uh, the lawyer for Hillary. And he went out there and he did all the work. He did the groundwork and had all these lawyers lined up in all these states ready for the action to take down Trump, it, should he had won. And, you know, Giuliani and the rest of these people were on standby. I mean, as far as I was concerned, they were in a helicopter. And there was, what, 10, 20 million going through Powell and other, other people through uh, the Trump campaign that were around the Trump campaign, you know, ready to take action to go. And what happened? It was like a, it was like a dud. You know, I mean, everybody was, yeah, well, OK, we raised, they raised how many million, 10, 20 million. 
And then they had Corey Lewandowski go to Philadelphia, knock on a court door with Giuliani. <laughs> you went to Philadelphia. You went to deal with the Sopranos. You knock on the door gently. You say, hey, we want to come in. We want and they said, oh, well, excuse me, kid. Where, uh, Giuliani, where are you from? New York? Take a ride to get the Amtrak. They basically sent him home packing. So they're not ready now, Eddie. They got to be ready now with the lawyers, with the teams now, ready to combat what's they know they're going to be facing this. Come on. We know this after Detroit, 34,000 illegal ballots. And what if they just came out, if Michigan came out and says, well, it's too late. The election's over anyway. Right. The election's over, just like Pennsylvania, a couple hundred thousand ballots. Well, the election's over anyway. We, you know, we got lurch in the Senate now. So <laughs> what I see right now, and you can't depend on the RNC, you know that, oh, because God, no. you know, those people are a waste. And let me tell you, the people at CPAC are not much better. OK, what you got to do right now is you got to organize. They got to have teams ready to roll. They have to have teams in every state. I mean, this is a ground up organization. I think they're late to the game. We're already in August, but they got to really start rolling now. You know, just get off the, the duff. OK, and you have to have your Mark Elias is ready. None of these queens and kings that were, you know, but they were kingmakers or whatever they were at that time, you know, raising 10, 20, 30 million dollars. Yeah, we're going to do this. Gonna, and then all of a sudden they went in the witness protection program. I always call it yeah, that. Yeah. But they disappear. They disappear. And then three months later, they come out with a statement. Well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, where's the 20 million? Are you returning that money to the people who donated it? No, you're not. So that's the problem. Ed. No, no. So I agree with you. So what what's really bothersome to me here is, is, is Dr. Mike and you both pointed out is Republicans are not talking about the numerous examples of fraud stuff because they're cowards. They're, they're cowarding. The RNC has no game plan. You know, go to their website, people, and take a look at what policies we're going to have for 2024. It's like blank as a roll of toilet paper, but much less useful. At the same time, as Dr. Mike noted, you know, Trump is all about loyalty and he's making this about him. That's fine to a certain extent. The problem I have with Donald Trump is this. Okay, if you want loyalty, to Dr. Mike's point, where the hell are you for the January 6th prisoners? Where the hell are the rest of Congress for their civil and constitutional rights, which have been violated numerous times? Okay, given that we also now have the videos to show a lot of the stuff that they did was lying and perjuring to Congress. Okay, and the FBI is doing the same thing now. FBI is in the tank with this. Attorney General Garland's in the tank with this stuff here. Those Justice Department, Energy Department, uh, uh, Department of State, the IC, all need to be overhauled. But to the colonel and Dr. Mike's point, what's our legal plan? If you don't have that legal plan and set it up by every state, we're screwed. So here's a thought mm -hmm. I have for both you gents in terms of a policy perspective. States and people still hold the majority power in our Constitution. States can use what happened in 2016 and the summer of love in 2020 to say, hey, look, to preclude any major disruptions, we are now standing up massive militias statewide in every city of thousands of individual citizens with Second Amendment rights, deputize them, train them, and put them out there to make sure that there's no mayhem and chaos in 2024. Thoughts I'm on with that, you, Ed. I've been talking about I've been talking about deputizing a long time with Mike. Because this is what Governor Abbott should be doing, saying, hey, because remember, it may be the Texas border. It may be the Arizona border. 
But you know what? It's our country. They could come across that border. Once they're in the state, they pass. They're in our country. So we could help the citizens of Texas, the citizens of Arizona. All they have to do is say, how many of you guys want to come down? I'll deputize you. We could fix the border problem pretty quick. You know, and if the National Guard is going to come in and say, well, wait a minute, we're the National Guard. No, 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 no. We are the new militia. We are the deputized citizens. Because like you said, how many how many illegals per city now, Ed? About 20,000 per city, for every city in our country? No, so eight cities of 20,000 people each for every one of the 50 states. So every That's million right. every million illegals equates to one city of 20,000 people being added to every state in the union. Right now, there's about eight. Million illegals have crossed. There'll be 10 million by the time this election comes up. Okay. So we have to protect our country. We have to protect our states, our families, and we could do that. Abbott is a false prophet. You know, he's coming out with, you know, day late, dollar short kind of program. Yeah, well, you know, I can't do this. He's a WEF guy. You know, all of these guys are pretty much on the World Economic Forum. So if we're going to defend this nation before the election, we have to have a plan. They're going to license these people. They're going to give them motor voter, especially in Virginia. They're going to get them all tuned up. They're going to get them you know, moving throughout the states with a license, change a license from New England to Virginia to Maryland, whatever. And uh, we have a big problem. So I'm, I'm saying right here on the National Security Hour today with Dr. Mike and Ed Hoagland that you know, you have to go down there and give a call to Texas and give a call to Arizona and say, hey, especially you guys with that new Jeep and new SUV with the big Trump flag on the back 2024, you know, the long guns. Yeah, we're ready to roll, baby. I got the beer in my hand. <laughs> you you know, yeah, we, we're all about it. We're MAGA. You guys got to do it's action. You know, talk is yes. cheap, buddy. I know who you are. I see you all around all the time. I'm out in the valley. Mike's out in the valley. All the tough guys, brand new shiny Jeeps, never hit the mud yet. Okay. You got to go down there with the long guns because you all brag about how many you got in your house. Okay. Go down with the long guns and help America at the border. And you could help PPB, CPB real quick. Go ahead, Ed. Dr. Mike, what are your thoughts on, on this effort here? Because we've seen in 2020, again, Americans forget all the major cities were boarded up. Why? Because if Trump won, they had Antifa, BLM, and other folks on speed ready dial to, roll. to yep. do, ready to roll. And now, as you point yep. out, Dr. Mark, they got tens of thousands of military-aged Chinese in the country. So what the hell is going to happen here? We, to, to, we, what's your thoughts on the militia, and, and what's your thoughts in terms of the potential for massive chaos? Well, I, I think they, the beautiful thing about the militia is it's still in the Constitution. When the, when the military grabbed off uh, uh, they, the, 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 the National Guard is, is its reserve kind of organization now. They didn't change the Second Amendment, and the militia is still organized, and I think it's the best option to form units of militia that could support local sheriffs and support other things during the election and, and other times, uh, especially if there is black terrorism. Uh, those black terrorism groups come through again and, and begin to burn things down and kill old people and that kind of thing. The, the the problem the other one other problem I think I that that's got to be notable and, and it occurred to me after the colonel talked about uh, that that lawyer that worked for Hillary the other enormous purge that needs to be done uh, by the next uh, uh, you know right-minded president um, is is to deal with education because uh, schools 
at all levels are dominated by the left. They, they're instructing us. Uh, so few lawyers have come out uh, to help the, the J, uh, J6 guys, uh, according to most of the alternative media, because they're afraid they're going to lose their licenses. That's why so few doctors objected to uh, using the, did not object to use the, the uh, COVID vaccine because they were afraid of losing their licenses. But Mike, and, I, and think, I think, school, things, Mike, Mike, I think the schools is a state issue. I think the schools got to start at the state issue. Yeah. The department. Well, of that's education, exactly, that's uh, the yeah. yeah. You know, we've been talking about that since Mr. Reagan and I wish to hell uh, if he had done the, if he had ended the cold war or helped to end it, and had destroyed the Department of Education, we would have been much better off right now, oh, hey. which is two things he, he promised. The other thing that, you know, we're talking about what's going to happen afterwards, and I don't, I'll throw this in for what it's worth. I watch a, a former Special Forces, uh, I think Air Force Special Forces, but he was an uh, air traffic controller and an expert on air traffic. It's a show called Monkey Works, W-E-R-K-X, and in the last, uh, I haven't seen it in about two weeks, but th before that, in the past three months, the U.S. military had conducted 5,000 uh, uh, survey flights over California, over most of the country, but especially over the coasts. And I don't know what they're for. He doesn't know what they're for, but he said it's highly unusual. And I was just wondering if they're just uh, you know, after the next election, win or lose, are they going to try to use their their troops and Chinese troops? It's I know it's you know there's not a lot of evidence there's except the the but people that are flowing in here, but five thousand missions in three months is an enormous dedication of money, um, you know, uh, uh, airplanes and crew. For what reason? No one's speaking about it. No, you're, that's a great point, because I've also seen a number of people have sent me materials showing that the Chinese folks who've come across the borders illegally, who are then released, right, they don't get out of China without a passport, which the government has to approve. Okay, so they're sponsored by the Chinese government, by the CCP. And Dr. Yan, who's a member of the America Out Loud Network, she speaks to this frequently. But they've sent me different information showing not only these folks are going out and, and buying and purchasing arms and weapons, and they're setting up training camps, training camps to learn how to fire those arms and weapons here in the United States. And then we see just a few days ago, okay, maybe it was last week or a few days ago, but it was learned back in March of this year about the bioweapons lab in California the Chinese have set up, a multi-million dollar yeah, sure. I think that broke lab. on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And so to your point, uh, Dr. Mike, I think – as Peter Navarro put an article all about, we may be seeing the next civil war coming here. And as with 9-11, Americans tend to sit on our laurels until we're slapped upside the head. We cannot wait. Yeah. We cannot afford to wait for someone slap us upside the head this next time here because we may never recover from such an event. And that's my yeah. concern. I think I've written about the American Armageddon. That's what I'm seeing coming for 2024. Let me interject here a second, Mike and, and Ed. Yeah. And let me tell you, they got the Chinese and the Asian-American community ready to roll. Remember, they just tested that in the last two years about Asian hate, Asian racism, hating the Asian. And then they're going to the Chinese internally will get these people riled up, the people that have been here for years. They'll get them in the streets yep. and they'll say, oh, it's all about racism. But I have a question for you and Mike, Ed. 
How is it that these people just come across the border with a passport, whatever, can go and purchase weapons when an American has to go through hoops and bounds to get weapons? Who's supplying these weapons? They're not buying them. Somebody's supplying them. Well, so that's a great question, but we're going to have to end it there for today because we got about 30 seconds left here. It's been great co-hosting with you, Dr. Mike, and you, Colonel Mike. I always learn a lot. It gets some unique insights. Everyone out there, you got to follow these two gents as they have phenomenal guests on every week here on the NASA Security Hour. For myself, I'm here on the NASA Security Hour as well to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I go outside the fog of the daily chaos to give you a strategic perspective on NASA security issues and speak truth to power, the power of we the people. So we together can best ensure the resilience and security of our republic. Thanks for joining us on the mission, the National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. 